Hi, my name is Hero Bean Stevenson, and you're listening to the All of Us podcast, where we explore and embrace mental health through the simple act of honest conversation. Before we get into it, I'd like to mention that in sharing my personal experiences and insights, I do not claim to be an authority or expert on any of the issues that might come up in the discussion you're about to hear. These conversations include in-depth discussion around various mental health-related topics, the details of which may be triggering to some. So please take care while listening. Finally, thank you for coming and enjoy the episode. Hi, welcome to the All of Us podcast, episode 19, and the very last conversation of 2020. Wow, wow, guys. Holy shit, what a year. I hope all of you were able to experience some joy over the holidays. This time of year tends to be quite the emotional ride, even when there isn't a pandemic affecting everything. So, We're being met with challenges that feel like old friends, as well as a lot of new ones that feel so completely foreign and impossible to deal with. I really commend all of you for getting through it and continuing on. For me, this time of year comes with a lot of reflection. I think about my relationships, those with others, and primarily the one with myself. I think about my goals, my dreams. I think about the way things have gone according to plan. And I think about the way other things have strayed off entirely. I think about what the plan even means. Is it motivating me? Limiting me? Maybe both? Probably both. If you're like me, you love this kind of big picture end of the year thinking. You contemplate, you plan, you make lists, you make more lists, you burn some of them. Others you tuck away somewhere special hoping that some of the things on there manifest into real life. And then you get a bit overwhelmed. We put ourselves in these golden starting gates for the new year, so charged with energy and intention. And then how do you start? Where do you begin? What do you do first? Usually, it won't end up unfolding in the way that you ideally expect it to. And this doesn't need to be disappointing. It can lead to new things, beautiful things, which is why, as magic as it can feel to engage with your future plans, resolutions, and goals... There's also big magic in letting things come as they will, letting go of your expectations and enjoying the ride. I was reminded of this point by today's guest, my enigmatic friend, Luca Sabat. Ten days ago, we sat down for a talk that was both casual and intimate and felt not unlike any of the other times we get together. We talked about disappointment, about creating yeses out of nos. We talked about regrounding an identity, about internet stardom, and about sex. Just like Luca himself, the conversation was genuine, raw, lighthearted, and beautiful in a way all its own. All right, all that being said, here's me and my friend Luca. Welcome to the podcast. Howdy. Luca. What's up? <laughs> thank you for being here. Any day. You're in LA here. You just told me you've got a house. Yeah, you're staying at. Never lived in a house before. I've Is that in- true? I've lived vertically my whole life. That is true. I've never lived horizontally. Were you born in New York or in France? I was born in New York. Okay. But, uh, you know, city boy shit. I've never lived in a house. I'm uh, happy to 
finally live a horizontal lifestyle. Are you allowed to say what you've been working on here in LA, or is it a secret project? Uh, I mean, uh, I just did a movie. I can't say who's in it and what it is, but it's a really good movie with a cool writer and director. Uh, got another movie coming up in January, and I got another movie coming up in June. So just, you know, trying to get in that headspace of trying to be an actor, man. I'm trying to be a movie guy. Exciting <laughs> stuff. Be a movie guy. I think yeah. you were, you're cut out for it. Yeah, well, big time st- will tell. Big star. So I want to talk to you all about that, and I feel like the main thing I think I want to discuss with you is that all the time on this podcast, I think I default to, or I don't default, but somehow I find with whoever I talk to, we end up discussing people on social media and social media in general and kind of people existing, especially young people on the internet. And I think you're somebody who is so quintessentially this sparkly internet sensation. Like truly, (laughs) you're so much more than that because I know you, but... I think to any kid who's aware of the internet or pop culture or any adult, like you just stand out as this social media enigma. Um, but first I want to talk to you about something that this is from a, like a selfish standpoint because I dealt with this this Both morning. Yeah, I want to hear about it. All right. I don't know how much into detail I want to go in on yet over this, but because it's still pretty fresh, but... This morning, I woke up to some news that uh, something that I was very much expecting to go my way in the past several months. I worked very hard. I really thought that it was meant for me, this thing that I was so excited for. And that's pretty important to the future that I have planned out for myself. Uh, And this morning, I found out it didn't happen. Didn't get it. I was fully, they said no to me. It didn't happen. And it affected me in a way that I didn't expect it to. It really, as somebody that is super confident in myself and I'm very proud of the work that I've put in, um, in whatever facet that, like just in every way, I feel like I put in a lot of work. I am a good person. I don't have a gross personality. I think I'm really just like satisfied. Put some elbow grease into it. Totally in life. And I think to be said no to, uh, by, people that are deciding things that are very important to how your future is going to go is fucking tough. Um, Yeah. And so it made me, I wasn't so much upset at it happening or it, me being said no to in this, for this specific thing. It was more so, I think when I kind of look at it, something not going my way or me hearing no, when I really wasn't prepared for it to happen, I was in a way like expecting a yes uh, see, that's where you fucked up, man. I it always, is where I fucked I up. I hope for the best and I ex- expect the worst. So this is time. this is what I said to when I, I told never Ben. I any expectations for anything. And I told my parents about it this morning. I said, the issue is that you're in life, you need to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And in yeah. this case, I was prepared only for the best and hoping only for the best. Yeah. Um, and I would like to know, so I think for you regardless of how it is to, well, I want to know how this is for you, but I think a lot of people would look at your situation and just think like, oh, he's says, here's yes all the time. He like has this like I mean, yeah, amazing yes life. And I feel like you, you I do probably hear, hear. I hear a lot of no's. You hear a lot of no's. So, so many no's. And I'm sure, does a part of you expect sometimes to, to hear a yes? No, that's why I'm always just like, I don't know, man. I mean, 
anytime I do anything, I'm like, I'm like, I'm my own hardest critic. And that's what I'm I, like, I was saying earlier, like I'm always pissed off or I'm always angry. Is that like, like it's gnarly and it probably sent, comes from like something else in my past. But like I do for the most part, like not even on some like, oh, but like I just like feel like a fucking loser half the time. But like, but then I'll do sick shit and then I'll be like, dude, I'm so sick. And then that lasts like two seconds and I feel like a loser again, which inspires me to do things that make me not feel like a loser. But like, my point is, is that I never expect anything from anyone. It's like, even the past few auditions and self-tapes I did, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna get these movies. Like, I mean, I'm gonna do these weird takes on these characters and I'm, there's gonna be a better actor than me. And then they were like, yeah, you got it. I was like, what? Okay. I did it again, they were like, yeah, you got it. And I really thought I wasn't gonna get it. So it's just like, because if you're like already like, oh my God, like I got this and it doesn't happen, look at you, you're all bummed out, man. I mean, listen, I respect the whole manifesting aspect of things. A lot of people, like, you know, they're yeah, what like, do you I'm going to manifest What this. do you think about manifesting? I mean, listen, man, whatever helps you sleep at night, that's what I believe. It's like, I'm not sitting here trying to, I never manifest shit, but, like, <laughs> I've never manifested anything in my goddamn life, and I never will. But, like, everybody has their bit, you know, everybody has their shtick. It's like, if that's what you believe makes it happen, then like, so when things happen, then you're gonna like be like, because I manifested it. Yeah. I just like do the thing. I do the do and hope that it works out. And if it doesn't, it's like weird. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty like, I'm a pretty, I say like a jolly happy person with like an undertone of like depressive anger. It's a which side like, of you that Which listens. is where I root my humor in anyway. It's the side of you that listens to Aphex Twin. Yeah. <laughs> it's the side of me that. We'll get into that later, but, um, no, it's just, like, like, all, like, my, like, angry, depressive, like, I just, like, turn into humor, which is, like, why people think, like, I'm funny sometimes, because I'll just, like, make fun about, like, really, make fun of, like, really depressing shit in all of our lives. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's funny. That's it's, what's like, helped me. The cool. second that I her I had a, I allowed myself like a little bit of a ten minute panic attack and like pouting and just being pissed, and then I called. Like at the end of the day, a bunch of nerds were like, "Oh no, you can't get in, man." It's like. Well, that's so. Everyone's sitting at a desk all day. Nerd. I, this kind of after I had my little moment of su- being surprised and and being disappointed and all of that, I was just kind of like, I it doesn't really matter to me because I know that I'm going to get to where I'm going in the way that I'm supposed to and I am a hardworking person so it'll 100%. happen. It's so just it doesn't... another it's another obstacle, you know, it's not like this isn't everything. Exactly. So my mother, not to keep going on this cuz I want to move on, but my mom this morning who's a genius woman said I was really upset when I called her and she said the only thing that's different between right now and like 30 minutes ago in your life, because I started going off. I was like, I feel like I'm failing. I'm this age and I'm doing not like this, this and the other. And I was really kind of ripping myself to shreds. And she said, the only difference between right now and 30 minutes ago when you were like, thought you were just the sickest ever is that these people decided you weren't the best fit for this program. Like that's it. Everything else is still the same. Just because they said no doesn't mean you don't have your life and that you haven't done your work and all of the rest. They just thought, like... It doesn't discredit anything. It's just, like, another fucking... It'll be okay. Sometimes reality strikes hard, you know? It'll be okay. It's another kicker. You'll be fine, man. You're, like, 
Franklin Roosevelt. No, exa- I forgot how old you are, but you're not old. I'm so. 24 years old. Yeah, that's it, dude. Look the fuck out of here, man. You have so much time out of here. Franklin Roosevelt said. Half these motherfuckers that first off, half the motherfuckers that even like. Wait, I'm gonna say my quote because it's important, and then you're gonna go. Franklin Roosevelt said. I forget the exact wording, but a smooth, a this a skilled sailor isn't made on smooth seas. That's a fact. Like that's good. That's a period. That's real good. Just banger. So that's really good. Now that I've said that, because I just feel better. I was gonna say go the off. shittier version of that. What was it? I forgot, but it basically is that. Just like it's a good one, a right? Dumb version of it. Yeah. So I want to know now because you have a star-studded cast of friends. You do. Like, Something just, of the sort. You just... We've also got some regular buddies. People... I mean, me. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many regular friends. You really do. But you also know the most famous people who hear yes probably the most out of anyone. That's true. And I'd like to know if you've seen kind of a more intense example of what I went through this morning of people you know, like, expecting to hear yes and being totally, like, destroyed... With, a, with, like, a rejection. I'm yeah. sure you've seen it. Like, people being canceled or, like, being said no I to mean, for yeah, big jobs. I definitely know people that got canceled. But that's different than no. That's, like... Well, of course. But I just like, want to know, in, in your creative, world, yeah, how I mean, you've seen no's really affect people when they haven't been expected. I mean, yeah, you know. It's, uh... There's different ways to handle it. It's, like, you know... An example I'd say is like Kanye, you know, working with him over a few years. It's like, no doesn't exist to him. So when he hears it, he somehow finds some sort of gateway. Like, he'll like create a yes. No just means you asked wrong. Yeah, basically, (laughs) which is sick. Like, if somebody's like, Kanye, this is not possible. You'll go, yeah, but no, but what about... And then somehow find the yes in the no. Well, maybe I should just invent my own program. Yeah, you can. I feel like Kanye would do that. Yeah, literally, like, you know. Like, I feel Kanye, like if a school yeah. said no to Kanye, he'd make the Kanye school. Well, yeah, he already did, by the way, the uh, Yeezy Christian Academy. It's right like off. a school. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he doesn't take no for an answer, right? Yeah. Like, you could accept no as, like, damn, no, or you could create yes, right? Creating yes just takes so much more work than accepting the no, but I mean, to each their own. Also, I've seen some other people get wrecked by a no, like, you know, I don't, like one of my actor buddies who, like, was expecting this huge role got replaced for somebody else, and he was like, this was supposed to be, like, my movie, like, da-da-da, mm-hmm. da-da-da, and then... Or, like, one of the examples, like, I want, you know, for the get down, that Baz Luhrmann Netflix show, I had uh, audition, I had a callback, I had met Baz, and, in, and I was still, like, 16 or 17 at the time. I thought I had it. They were like, they were like yeah, this is looking good for you, blah, 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 blah. I met with Baz, going through the script, et cetera, et cetera, and then, like, last minute, like, three weeks before filming, they had switched me out for Jane Smith, right? Which, like, at the time, I was like, no, fuck me, fuck this, fuck him. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, the guy already is an actor. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I thought about it for a second. It's like, whatever. Like, ended up working out anyways, you know? Like, some things just aren't supposed to happen at specific times. But that doesn't mean they're never going to happen. Like, it sucked at the time. <laughs> and I was like, damn, this sucks. Like, this is supposed to be my breakout role. And then it wasn't. And then two years later, I got grownish, and then I did the Jim Jarmusch film, and I did, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Also, you just can't like be in a rush. Like, you know, the classic Rome wasn't built in one day. It's like some things just take to get like what you like. You can have everything. I believe that you can have everything you want ever, just not all at the same time. That's a good. But like one. everything is like you can actually get everything you want in life. Just you can't get it all at once. So it's like, you know, it'll spread out. Because if I had everything I wanted in life right now, I'd probably be depressed in five years. Like, Do you well, think damn, so? I already had it all, man. You know what I mean? I gotta have things to fucking look forward to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you looking forward to a lot right now? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I can't. I'm not. If you, I mean, you've known me for a little time. I'm really not a man with a plan. I just kind of like fire off and, you know, I just wing it, man. It works out. It works out. I trust my gut. I just wing it. And like, I mean, I'm not look. I'm looking forward to like shit that I actually have to do or things that I know are happening. Like, I'm looking forward to shooting this movie in January. I'm looking forward to shoot this other movie later. Like, yeah. um, that's it. I mean, a few things here and there in between, but I'm not like one step at a time. You know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. So. Yeah. I'm just happy I got this one thing done. And well, it's working for you. Gonna take a gonna take a page from your book there, going so I can forward. Take the whole book, man. <laughs> so, you started, if I'm not mistaken, on Tumblr, right? Ish. I mean, no, I never had Tumblr in my life. But, but you were like a Tumblr star. Somehow, people would take my pictures from Instagram, and then like, made me a Tumblr like. I was, like, big on Tumblr without ever having a Tumblr, which okay. was weird. Um, I never got the whole Tumblr thing. I didn't like it. I didn't like the whole, like, Tumblr aesthetic, like, dudes and, like, The streets, the big street like, fashion. I didn't like the Tumblr aesthetic chicks with, like, neon lights and, like, screenshots from, like, cliche movies. But there was a whole, like, world, met, like, fashion, menswear yeah, New, world the, the, the that you became, like, like, the New face York. of, I guess. Me and Would a few you agree? other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it all started... I mean, I lived, I worked and lived downtown. I lived at my stepmom's place on Walker Street, and then which was like four blocks away from the Hundreds, which is a store I worked at on Grand and... On Grand and Green. But... Um, which is like a supreme equivalent, right? Kind of. I mean, equivalent's a strong word, but... They're for a minute they were kind of like contemporaries. I'd say like they were, they like lived in the same ethos ish. Okay. But yes, like streetwear vibes. Like it was the neighborhood. It was the people. Like like the manager at the hundreds was this guy called Na who used to be a skater for Supreme, but also worked at Supreme. And like so there was like these parallel, like you know, moments. But uh, how old were you at this point? Like. 14, 15 maybe, 16. I don't really remember. That shit was wild. I was like doing a lot of drugs back then. Were you? Yeah. Were you a bad kid or a good kid? Would you say? Ask my dad that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, 
That's a good question. Here. It also depends what you mean by bad kid and good kid. But like by I was your a well-intentioned kid. I just did a bunch of dumb shit, like as kids do. Yeah. I wasn't even good at skating, but I would like skate. I was trash, but like whatever, and then like just like drink lean and like do opiates and like do zans. Were you happy doing huh? it? Were you happy? Happy. Because I feel like, here's my theory. You know, I was, yeah, no, not really, but I was having fun. Like, it was, I don't know. I mean, I was like 15, and I was hanging out with people way older than me. But I feel like the community that comes with that, even though you're engaging in, like, technically bad behavior, yeah. especially, I think, in New York, and among, I don't know, a certain, in a certain scene, especially at that young age, which was, like, such a formative time, Yeah. I think even if it is you bonding over lean and whatever... Yeah. opiates I mean, I it's still creating this sense of belonging and community that i feel like might create some some concept of happiness and inclusivity yeah. for someone that age i mean realistically it's like i was definitely i definitely have a lot of good memories i also have bad ones uh i mean it definitely like gave me a run for my money like made me bad at school i went to summer school three years in a row how much school did you go to because I feel like you well, I, I, you haven't gone a traditional route educationally. Uh, I finished high school. Okay. And I tried going to college. Where did you try to go? Uh, uh, Royal Academy of Fine Arts in Antwerp and London College of Fashion. That's great. I went, I went to Antwerp and I was like, Checking out the school. I think I had already gotten in at that point, but I was just like checking out the vibes. And uh, I had realized I can't live here for four years. I just can't live in Antwerp for four years. I just can't do it. I mean, even though I'm probably going to love what I'm going to do here, I just can't live here for four years. In Antwerp? Yeah. Are you somebody that gets environmental... Depre like depression like does an environment really affect your psyche and your well-being yeah yeah it really does i'm the same way i almost died in new york i couldn't live there really i don't know how it would be now but yeah, yeah i moved to new york in 2014 i was about to be 18 years old and uh i was just going through a rough time in life i felt like i was just totally lost and moved to new york and just spiraled like almost died and I had to move back here um and I think the environment did really contribute to that given like it was the first polar vortex winter do you remember that yeah I do actually. it was that uh but that environment just killed me and even still there are some places I go now it's more personal like I have um one of my one of the places that I grew up I experienced a lot of like trauma and like some forms of like abuse there and I can't go. Like, I, I cannot go. I'll have... I don't really experience panic attacks often. Like, I don't... I'm not someone that, like, throws that around. But I will, I will have a panic attack. Like, I can't. Um, so... That's interesting. I think I it's, an, it's an interesting thing. To, but I love... Now, I think, going there... I have so much fun going to New York and spending time there. I don't know. Also, I could have a great time living there now. In a very different place. Yeah. But... I definitely am no stranger to environment I'm depression. definitely environmental. I left New York because it was depressing. That's Especially why? Especially at the, the beginning of COVID. I was like, there's just no way I could live here right now, man. Yeah. There's no outdoors. Hanging on my rooftop all day, watching paint dry. It's like, it's, it's 
fucking, I just couldn't do it. I got the fuck out of there, man. So no answer. And then I was getting depressed at the chateau too. So then I was like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here too. Yeah. Which is funny because prior to whatever, I was already looking for homes and shit. So it was like, it was all, it was all perfect timing. But um, I just couldn't live in Antwerp. So then I just also didn't want to live in London. So then I just like, and I had a girlfriend at the time. I dated this chick for like almost like four years. And then I went to FIT for barely a semester. And she lived on 27th Street. So she lived on the same block as FIT, which was convenient. I could just like literally hang out with my girlfriend all day and then go to school and go back home and then walk two blocks and then go fuck my girlfriend. It was like the perfect setup. But then I was like, I was, I was working too much anyways because I was already like 18-ish. And I started working at like 16. And I was like, half the time I was just like going to Paris and like doing all this like fashion shit or whatever that means. And then I just like, I was like, why? I just can't go to school. So then I dropped out. And mm -hmm. then, you know, thank God I didn't go to school. But like, what's funny actually is like, I, I want to go to school one day, but for something completely unrelated. Like, probably like go to like Columbia or something for some shit. That's where I was. Well, I wasn't at Columbia, I was at uh, Barnard. The, the liberal arts school yeah. of Columbia when I couldn't stay. I made it a year Bard? in a semester. Barnard. That's not, in Tiv that's not the one that's in Tivoli, right? Bard is upstate, okay, where your yeah. friend Olmo went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get confused. Barnard. Barnard is the women's, li women's liberal arts college at Columbia. And that's where Columbia. I went for a year and a semester. I majored in art history and then couldn't stay. Copy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just like, I just couldn't. Like I wanna, go, I did. I taught a class at Columbia once. You taught a class? Yeah, with a professor when I was like, eighteen. <laughs> what did you teach? Uh, it was about the new, the new normal of like marketing, understanding social media, appealing to your future consumer, um, and just like the new form of like design that we live in. How to, you know what I mean? Just like, it was a class, because it was a fashion class, but then it was like a marketing thing. I forgot, it was one of the two. But then I was just telling them about like, how commercials don't matter anymore and like, how you have to appeal to your future consumer, which is not necessarily like, you have, sometimes you have to sell to the people that are like 14, 15 that can't afford it yet because right. if it's relevant at an earlier stage of their life, by the time they could afford it, they have nostalgia, like they, they've wanted to own something since prior they could even afford to get it. So it's like just a bunch of like fashion nerd shit. It was weird walking into a room with like a bunch of people older and smarter than me and I'm like telling, and then I'm like talking and they were like writing shit down. I was like, I could be chatting straight bullshit right now. I feel <laughs> I like- I could lie to you right now well, if I feel you write like it down. That's so, I was actually just, I was talking to to Rachel about this before you came is that I feel like a lot of the time uh, some of like the most sought after brains didn't go to school and these people that are lecturing to auditoriums at the most prestigious schools in the country didn't yeah. go to school they address these kids or these people and they're like kudos to you for taking this path Mine looked different, but now I'm at the pinnacle of success of this yeah. like world that you're trying to be a part of. And I was t I was kind of complaining because I said I wish 
that in the field of mental health, I could kind of climb the ladder, so to speak, or find my way without having to go to a traditional school because I think uh, I really enjoy reading. I'm a learner. I love academia. It's like I'm a nerd is built into who I am. Obviously, you're not a dork. Thanks. We means a lot. Means a lot. I love nerds and I hate dorks. But so there is something I know. There's something to be said for traditional learning. But Mm. I also my mother. I mean, now she she went to uh, community college and ended up getting an, an associate's degree when she was 56. But she never got to go to school. She finished half of seventh grade and then life took a turn yeah. for her and she never got to go. And she's the smartest person I know. And my dad, who is very traditionally educated, like went to Yale, will say that my mother is one of the smartest people he knows. She didn't go to school. Yeah. So I really admire and in a way hope for myself that I am able to get to where I'm going without having to take a traditional route because I think yeah. it makes for more interesting people. Also smart people. is such like a loosely used word. It's like, yeah, you went to school. Like, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, What does smart mean to you? Man, I'm not even smart enough to tell you that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. It's such a complicated word. It's like there's a definition to it, but I don't think the definition is justice. I want yours, justice. though. Like, you're fr- think of a friend of yours who's smart, and what do you admire about that person? Just, like, knowing, having, like, basic common sense and, like... It's a big one. Common sense is a huge part of being smart. Yes, I it think. is. And a lot of people don't have it. Yeah. Especially now. A lot of now. people are, like, book smart but have no common sense. You know what I mean? It's the classic, like, working, like, working smarter is better than working harder. But it's, like, I don't know, smart just means, like, you have, like, the tools to, like, for the most part, always make the right decision. And, like, being able to, like, navigate life with, like, the least amount of, like, hiccups or stress. Like, that's what smart is to me. Like, people that, like, just know, even when they don't know, even under pressure, like, when they don't know what they're doing, they, like, have, like enough information for them to like like get out of that yeah. smoothly if that even makes sense be I can't a, be a it. smooth like, operator it like makes sense in my brain but then I'm not like some sort of word geek that like I get it I'm pretty laconic so I, don't I think people know what you're talking about yeah. so when you you worked at a skate shop yeah. you were a part of this crew when did you sort of have your like so to speak come up when did you know? When did it hit you that you were a thing, air quotes, and that you could like market yourself? Because I feel like you've been very smart when at that. When people started paying me for things I was doing for free already, I was like, oh, shit. I f- <laughs> Sick. What were the first things you were being paid for that you were already doing? Mm, photo shoots, wearing clothes, posting. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's weird. Because it, it, also, I could say it never really, like, hit me in the sense of, like, like for, like, maybe T-minus five seconds when I was, like, 16. Or, like, 17, I was, like, I, I, for a second I thought I was hot shit. But then I started hanging out with people richer and famous and more famous than me. And I was, like, oh, <laughs> I'm, like, a peon. <laughs> it's, like, wait, this guy... Way more famous than me. Oh, this guy's way richer than me. And then I, also what made me, like, I think mainly what made me, like, me is, like, also realizing, like, for a second, like, being caught in that lifestyle of, like, 
this person and going here and private jets and all that shit. I was like, I would like go back home. And like, there's a point where like I was like borderline at the beginning of like my like yeah early come up where I was like sleeping at my on my godmother's like couch because like some shit had happened. I got anyways. I'm not gonna get into that. But then like I was just fucked up. Mm-hmm. And like I would go out to LA and like hang out with the Kardashians and like you know be with like Kanye or whatever, and then go home and like sleep on a couch. And I was like, wait. Like, I'm not them. Like, I need to stop moving and acting like I have nearly as much money as them or nearly as much, like, fame as them. Like, I have, like, I'm a fucking nobody, right? So it's like... Was that a tough... Was it tough to to in turn, to think about that and to kind of make that discernment and to come to terms with separating yourself? Did you find that you were getting caught up in believing that you 100%. were... 100%. ...them, like, somebody like that? I was putting all my money towards, like, lifestyle shit. Like, buying jewelry and, like, looking sick and, like, buying a bunch of clothes and, like, staying in the biggest hotels and this, that, the third. And then, like, would go have to go back to, like, being extra normal. But then I was like, oh, I mean, this is just me. I'm not them. This That's their normal. That's not my normal. Right. What so, did that thought? I mean, you've kind of touched on it, and I feel like there isn't that much to unpack. My dad goes. Yeah. What <laughs> my did that? My dad was just like, like, bro, you're just burning through money, bro. Like, bro, you are not them. Like, just like you just can't do this shit. And I was just like, what do you mean? And then at one point, like, it hit me when I had like maybe like three hundred bucks to my name or something, and like I couldn't do this one thing, and I was like, damn, this sucks. So then I like became a bit more fiscally responsible. Even though I still lived in a hotel past that, like, I had gotten an apartment in New York instead of living at the Mercer. Like, right. I just got my first house. In the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm still working towards, but I'm still, like, smarter. Like, I'm not sitting here buying a Patek every few months. I'm not sitting here, like, getting new chains and new clothes. After shit, I, like, I just, like... It had to have been more than money, though. Did you have, like, a personality yeah, crisis, it, in a sense? Or not a crisis, but, no, like... No, it's just, like, it's weirdly, there's a weird correlation between, like, money and then the way I was acting and the way I was being, because, like, I'm trying to fit their version of normal, people that are more famous and richer than me. Like, so I'm trying to, like, in my brain, I'm like, this is me. This is how I live. Right. It's not. You know... Some of them is just like it's just it's just normal to them. It, you know, they're they're not necessarily arrogant or have any sort of like look at me, I'm rich. It's just like decisions they make because no, it's life and it's what's it's convenient. Like, oh yeah, let's just get a plane there and like oh like I'll just get these rooms. We're like oh fuck it, I'll just like get all these clothes. You know what I mean? It's just like shit. It's not a part of their day where they have to really make a. It's not an important decision to them. Did you versus me? Like it's a very important decision based on my bank account. <laughs> yeah, I mean to most people. Yeah. Did so. you feel when you were then so going back to your home and kind of having to deal with like rooting, grounding yourself, yeah. and sort of like having life kind of shake you and yeah. like make you realize what your reality was? Yeah. When you, because that doesn't mean that you're not still friends with 
these people who live different lives. A hundred percent. In no shape or form did it affect my friendship no, with these people. No, but when you were then there with them, do you experience and still ever any like kind of imposter syndrome where you're like, what am I doing here? Or, or do you not experience that at all? Not really. Sometimes I like joke to myself like, Jesus Christ, what am I doing here? When it's something that's so like insane, like, I don't know, like when like, Kanye put us on a private plane to Wyoming and then got me this insane room at the Amangani. Mm-hmm. And then we were just like, I stayed there an extra few days and like, oh shit. And I was just like, I was like, what decision, like what decisions have I made in my life for me to currently be here right now? Like what, is, like why am I here? Is that exciting for you and positive? Or like at or the, Met, or like- the first time I went to the Met Gala, I was like, what, it, why what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm some like shitty, like LDS kid. What the fuck am I doing at the Met? They done let the wrong motherfucker in here. Have you ever experienced people being shitty Anna to you? Anna got really mad at me. Apparently. Anna Winter? Maybe not her personally, but like somebody from her team or like, I had to like apologize and I sent her flowers and I sent Why did you have to apologize? What did they get mad for? Because the first time I went to the Met, it was like the most chill Met and everybody was like smoking in the bathroom. You know that like Met. Which one was it? I forgot. The first one I went to, I was wearing some red suit. Okay. Uh, And then everybody was just like smoking blah, blah, blah. And then like. Not the technology one where everyone looked like a robot. In my. I it's forgot. okay. You don't. I have forgot to what remember. order they're in. That's no the worries. thing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I forget what order they're in, but I'm not. A, I'm not quizzing you. Um, but then like I smoked. Uh, uh some pit like there was a picture of me smoking in the bathroom, and then you, like they were being super strict that year, and then like they're like you know he can't start he can't start like. You can't smoke it to me, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Like, if I knew it was that serious, I just wouldn't have done it. But, like, the past few times I had went, it was pretty nonchalant. So this kind of has to do with, with this, but I was going to ask you if, not for your actions or anything, but I think you, a lot of the time, the world that I guess you live in, I can imagine that a lot of people who make up that world are kind of sizing you. There's a lot of like sizing you up and sort of like evaluating. Do you find that people are like evaluating if you're supposed to be in the group or if you fit in? And do nah, you, no? I, I'm like, I'm in a pretty close circle of people. Like I don't, the same. I've been you're not out, new. Yeah. I've been hanging out these, <laughs> with these people for like almost five years. It's not like, I don't really hang out around new people. Yeah. At all. Like I don't. You're an elder statesman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's just like I just I don't know it doesn't even cross anybody's mind it's just like we just do shit and we all go about our own way you know yeah it's like not anything crazy um yeah completely so still like I feel like you're growing up and everything definitely happened pretty fast yeah and or at least you're uh, I mean growing up I mean you're still, still young. You're up, still right? growing. I'm still growing. We're still young. Um, I'm just a big how kid. Was, how was growing up and how is existing publicly? I would like to know. I haven't spoken to many oh. famous people on here. You're like the you're the most famous person I've spoken to on the podcast, Jesus Luca. Christ, I need to know how it is. I'm the most famous dad. I feel like. Yes, you are definitely. Shit. 
the most. A lot of pressure, man. It's, I mean, you're doing a great job. Lonely two million followers. That's a lot. I know, I know. I'm just, it's a bit. I have 200. It's still still a lot, but like. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Comparatively speaking, like, these motherfuckers have like 80 million. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I have 200. Rachel over here has 20,000 and you have 2 million. So. If you put it like that, it's all subjective, man. There you go. Uh, but yeah, how was how was when you were little? Did you me have and my measly? T- <laughs> People are gonna sh- Charlie D'Amelio you. Oh yeah, you except that she was might have been being serious, and <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck. So yeah, I would like to know because I had a hard talk t- about yeah. I had Dude. a hard time growing up. Like I had a lovely childhood, but there were a lot of times when I I told I feel like I talked about this the other day. My mom would come into my room. And I would just be crying and crying, like very sad. It was just sad. And I was heartbroken to be growing and to be like edging more and more towards having, I guess, to be a real functioning adult person, even though I was like 14 when this was happening. But you must have been going through this because I feel like childhood to some extent for all people is tough. But you did it kind of like as a young. My childhood, I didn't have, wasn't in the public. As a kid, I was just like. I mean, my like parents young, aren't anybody, but like young my teen, teen, my teenhood, like the teenage years, like the teenagers, like, like childhood is like, all right, like whatever. Like I feel like the years that really make you are like teens. Teens. That's what I mean. Like thirteen to like thirteen to like nineteen, and then the rest is like additional. And this was the <laughs> like time. DLC. It's like downloadable content. It's just like updating. Well, yeah. So this was like the, the time that like, you. I feel like you're one of the first. You're like the first generation that had their teens on the internet. Yeah. And you like capitalized on that and did a great job. Yeah. And I hate to keep going back to the internet and all that, nah, but it's true it, for mean, you, bro. At the end of the day, man, we cannot the fact that the internet is just the epicenter of our culture. So I, with my measly, Period. I actually have a tiny, tiny following, like yeah. little. I'm so private on there. It's like <laughs> everyone who I see every single person on there. Like wow. that's man. I wish my Instagram right. Was still and like I that. still like seeing only the people I know. I only shit. see, and I don't even that's have to. I don't shit. even have to mute people. Nor am I private. It just happens that way. That's so sick. I like it. So, but I still experience some anxiety around it and around the way I look on there and how people might be perceiving me or if I'm on it too much. And I wasn't even on there during my formative years. Like, I'm still in formative years. But, like, teenhood, I was not. I was, like, at the horse stable. But for you were on there. And I want to know for you how that was and if you ever, like, had a fucking breakdown well i did no <laughs> never i'll never let some random fucking stranger on the internet ruin my day that's good that's number one number two yeah how's dealing with the haters i want to know also number two the internet when i like was really on the internet was much easier to palette like people gave gave less of a shit in 2013 2014 2015 like the humor was different People are a bit more raunchy, you know, or politically incorrect, or like people like the the, the leeway for the kind of things that could go down was a bit more, you know. It was like the wild wild west on there. Yeah, yeah. there's just all these these different communities of people, and then like to see what it's turning into now, it's like. 
everything's like hypersensitive respectfully though i mean you know people have their reasons people have their distress and like you know different people identify with certain things i don't want to discredit anybody's like you know set of like rules or beliefs but i just do think sometimes it's a bit intense and i'm gonna keep it brief because i honestly i'm tired of cancel culture like i'm tired of speaking about cancel culture we don't have to talk about it at all but like because it's like the conversation everybody has like cancel culture is so and then like you know it's like yeah but people are still getting canceled so what the fuck are we talking about let's just wait for people to stop getting canceled or don't i don't know man i don't give a shit like you know you just like have to be aware you just have to be aware it just taught me to like keep my life private and then keep my brand public like like obviously i put uh, i put some of my personality and some of my like my life into like what i put onto the internet but like realistically speaking people don't really know shit about me like yeah like they know where i grew up like they know like maybe a few people i fucked like they know where i've lived yeah. But they don't know anything about me. No, it's funny because I haven't really... I really love our funny relationship because yeah. I didn't know about you before. We kind of... It's funny because in this world where so many people meet on the internet and when any of my friends, other than Rachel right here, knew that we had hung out, they were like, oh, you must have met him on the internet. Even though you're like not a person on the internet. Yeah. Speaking about me, they were like, you must... But we met through a mutual friend when yeah. you were in Wyoming. Yeah. Our lovely friend Eli yeah. like g- literally gave you my phone number, and yeah. then we like connected over Facetime. It was like very. It was mad, like great. We Which w- is funny because it's still semi-internet. It's in the ethos of internet because it's yeah. like mutually through a phone and then Facetime, but it's not like Instagram DM. It's as like old-fashioned as these days. A lot. I mean, like you weren't gonna send me a letter, even yeah. though that would have been great. Um, hey, bro, it's me, Luca from Wyoming. You sent me a rose, though. Yeah, I did. I cried. It was great. Um, but I said that because I wanted to say I didn't know who you were at all. I mm. actually I asked Rachel if she knew you, and she knew because Rachel's a little bit more like culturally aware, like pop culture aware yeah, than me. Rachel, <laughs> right here, was like, "Yes, yeah, like so cute, handsome." Go. Yes. She was a big fan. But I didn't know that. I also don't know any, like, I don't read it, whatever, like, yeah. social stuff you've been a part of. Like, I didn't Thank know. God. I had no idea. And I still don't know. Like, Sometimes I, like, I'll read shit about myself. Like, oh, damn, that's crazy. Right. I don't, so I feel like <laughs> we hang out and we have these times that are very, like, I've gotten to know you based on, like, me sitting in front of you and us having, like, great times. Yeah. But I don't know you on, like, the internet. Dinners at Giorgio Baldi. We had the best time. Yeah. We, like, barely knew each other we true. like went to dinner had grilled fish you drew me true. a picture that i still have i have the note that's like he already wears like, yeah i wrote you a little like poem water and lemon i don't like, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly it's great we've had the best time do you find yourself having trouble with are you still able to meet people in that way? And like when it comes to meeting like <sighs> girls, I only really meet people in that way, man. Now you do. I don't really meet people on the internet. That's good. It's weird though, like naturally, like I like 
naturally you'll end up in somebody's DMs either like replying to something or asking a question like if somebody like has some sick shit like oh my god where'd you get that or like if somebody like if somebody I like posts like a snippet of like a song I'm like that shit sounds fire like just me interacting with like people that I think are cool but like the amount of people that like I've talked to in DMs that I've never actually met in real life will just like have small like anecdotal yeah you're not like letting people in and... yeah you know what I mean like I'll like vocalize like I think something's cool because yeah. a lot of people like don't like show love to like what is sick you know what I mean it's like I'll be like that's sick do you know what I mean like it's I'll reach that... out and tell you like that is sick that's rare Versus, for like, people the person to that's do like, that I don't want anybody to think I think anything's sick like, do you have that? What? Where you when you just said you don't want people to think that anything is no man. I, you want that? It's sick. Like I want other people to know it's sick too. Yeah. Well, people have that now. People aren't supportive of each other, really. Hell no, man. Especially I'm on the motherfuckers. Like that shit is hard. That's good. That's like, amazing. We need more of that. I feel like. Yeah, like I have posted like a like just like a. Like a video, like me listening to Casey Musgraves, and like I don't even know Casey. I met her once through Courtney at like a party like last year. I just tagged her in my story. I was like, "Yeah, I, we bumping this shit." <laughs> and then like she hit me back, like, "Oh my god, like thanks." You know, like we like had a short, short, brief conversation, but it's like I'll show love. Like I fuck with showing love. People don't show enough love on the internet. Like the internet is so like based around negativity and like. I feel like people use it to like start beef or like vocalize their like negative opinions. Like, oh, this person's copying that person. Oh, this person's being canceled for this. Oh, this is that. And like, so much of it is like negative. It's like just people bringing each other down. Have you faced a ton of that, like negativity and hate yeah, and all of that? I mean, how does that? How does it feel to you? I feel like you have pretty thick skin from what yeah, you've said. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like you don't I, look at that. I I don't really look at it, and if I do look at it, I'm just like, wow. That's okay. Like, I don't like what's an like you're like if somebody's like hating on me on the internet, right? It's like you're a random motherfucker with some random photo as your fucking profile photo. Like, <laughs> you're not even a real person as far as I'm concerned. Like, you're just an, an you're just like an image a tiny in a sort. database, yeah. bro. Like, yeah. you suck. Go fuck yourself. This is trash. You're a horrible actor. It's like, you're, I don't even know anything about you. Like, I don't know anything about, you don't, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, I'm a bad actor. Like, okay, first off, I don't even think I'm a good actor. And I could definitely have a better performance in Grunish. But what I'm saying is, when, like, when people, like, say shit, I'm always just like, man, like, I'm not good at that. But, like, I'm good at, like, you're not good at anything. Like, I don't know anything about you. You're, you're, you're a fucking nobody you're just like a dog barking at the moon. Just a dog barking at the moon. That's how I feel about haters. Now, if a random person's like, oh my God, this is sick. I'm like, oh my God, I love you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Because <laughs> then it's just like, it's love coming out the woodworks. You know what I mean? I love love that comes out of nowhere. But like random people that just chime in just to say like negative shit. It's like, bro, like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, opinions... I'll say it again. I've said it like a million times, but opinions are just like assholes. We all got them and they all stink. Love so it's that like, one. It's you a know, great, Duke great. Nicholson introduced me to that one. 
So, the legend. Yeah. Just Man a sage. It's a legend. <laughs> um, but it's just like, you know, it's the, same, it's the classic, like, if you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, what do you get? What does anybody gain out of, like, shitting on someone? Yeah. Like, by the way, I'm a hater, too. I shit on stuff all day. I just don't do it out loud. Well, that's the important. <laughs> I, like, shit on it by myself or, like, with one friend. I'll be like, this sucks. These guys are trash. And this sucks. And I hate it. But I don't go and, like, fucking tell everybody. Nobody wants to hear it, man. You and your shitty opinion. Like, <laughs> nobody cares, bro. Yes. Like, fucking kick rocks, man. Take a hike. Like, not over here. You know what I mean? Yes. I so fully... That, I mean, that's the problem with, with the, inter- the internet is that I feel like... A lot of the things that were meant to be, that were meant to happen just between your ears are now, like, people feel like it's necessary to put it out in the, in public. Yeah. Which isn't only harmful to the person, but also to everyone else. It's a problem. Yeah. You can't actually think you're a bad actor, though. Or else why would you do it? No. Because I want to get better. That is true. That's a That's why, that's the only way I'll get good at acting. I like, okay, if I'm not that good, like, all right, then I'll just keep doing it until I'm better. But like, what am I supposed to be fucking like Daniel Day Lewis overnight, man? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. You know what I mean? Like, I've had two things. Like, I have one show and one movie. Everybody slow down, man. People expect me to come out the fucking woodworks, fucking Oscar nominated, fucking I mean, performance. Like, dude. There are prodigies out there. I don't know there. anything. That little girl, I always laugh about this. There was that little girl who was in Beast of the Southern Wild. Her name was Quivinjane Wallace. It's Adorable. The name of her. She was. I think four when she got the role and then when they filmed she was six and she goes to the Oscars. She's nominated leading lady in a draw in like a drama. Like the top oh, female. Ah, she sits this. next to Meryl Streep and I think like Meryl won that year. And the look on her face when they didn't announce her as the winner was like she had like a little purse that was like a stuffed animal dog. She looked pissed that she didn't win. <laughs> and it was the best thing I've ever seen. That's mad sweet. Six. Anyways, there are prodigies out there, but I'm glad. I think it's a good. Not enough people believe in in it taking time to grow because yeah. we live in this time when immediate expertise on the again on the internet, people can all of a sudden come out, put market themselves as an expert in the field. I say it all the time. This is what's been really discouraging for me when it comes to like I don't know photos anything any goal that i have that kind of includes being recognized publicly um it's really hard to stay motivated because you have these people that are like 17 well, like, you know, like especially now like you'll themselves. work you'll work on something so hard <sighs> fucking putting you know putting your life into it and some random motherfucker oh and then you release it you release it some random motherfucker's like wait i can't hear I know, you I know, I know. i'm gonna scream it so then oh he went away to give effect he's gonna scream okay go ahead Go ahead. Some other motherfucker would be like, boo, this sucks, boo, this is trash, boo. And you're like, wait, I worked really hard on this. Boo, boo, this sucks, boo. Are you going to come, are you coming back? Yeah, of course. Okay, go, go ahead, go ahead. My point is, is like. No, do it one more time. <laughs> one more, for effect, do it one more time. Boo. Okay. You suck, boo. Okay. Um, and you're like, dude, it's not fair. <laughs> like, who are you? Yeah. To fucking think this sucks. And even 
if you are someone that thinks it sucks, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, but it's just insane because it's like also, you know, with the internet, like nobody posts a process really. I mean, like, yeah, they'll be like, coming soon, working on this. But like nobody, you know, you don't know, you don't, the internet's made to like, even though it's like highly negative, it's also highly positive because people only post their positive parts of their life on the internet, like their accomplishments, the shit that they're proud of. That's the only stuff people post, yeah, right? Yeah, the highlight so, reel. Yeah, literally, oh, that's the best way to put it. Like, Instagram is the highlight reel of everyone's life. Yes, it is. So it's like, you know, there's no, you don't see anything negative, so then it sucks. So, it's a, so it makes it seem like everything is like instant and like didn't require any work or didn't, so then like, that's all, and I don't understand some of the hate though too, because some people just get adjusted. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Like, he just, like, he just travels around and, like, wears clothes. And then, like, he goes on the show and he sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, what, bro? I work mad hard. Yeah. You don't even know, bro. People, like, you know, besides from the modeling shit, just, like, I mean, you see my marketing distance account. Like, I fucking... I, I go to Nevada, I'll make chairs in French, I'll be at Chateau, like, trying to make art, then I'll, like, have hot mess, I try to, like, do gallery shows, I direct a movie, like, you know, like, but people, they're just, like, they don't want to accept, like, they'll ignore something that's sick to, like, still focus on something negative, I feel like. Right, the anchor is the worst yeah. of what you do to them. The anchor be like, oh, that's the... pretty cool. Okay, never mind. Right. They'll be like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to ignore that. Boo! This other thing sucks. I'm well, like, damn, bro, can I win? That's <laughs> why, like, with me asking you about all of this, I feel like I, I mean, people don't know this, but I'm coming at it from such a, a genuine place of curiosity because I only know you as somebody that I sit and talk to about, like, Wolfgang Tillmans. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, the most generic thing that we've yeah. dis- is like Radiohead. like we go in on like the weird yeah, shit like nerd out about little right and so i only know you as that and so this aspect of you that like i don't know gets paid for posting sneakers and like that people hate on is so novel to me like i don't know and so yeah. that's why for me this conversation isn't just kind of like trying to get a rise out of you by talking about like how you feel about the haters like that's not yeah. where i come from i just yeah, don't no. know that part of you so that's why I'm curious. Yeah. Moving on from the internet. I'm done. It's boring. Sick. We're going to stop talking about the internet. Um, how have you been in real life? Huh. That's an interesting question. Uh, okay, I guess. Just, you know, trying to not uh, lose my motherfucking scribbles in this bitch. But Have you gotten lonely at all during COVID? Hell yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It was, it's like, well, not too lonely, actually. I, I got Duke by my side. I mean, Duke's my best partner friend in crime. people that don't know. He's and great. We spend every day together. Um, you so, guys met semi-recently, though, no? I feel like I knew you before ago. you met yeah. Duke. We became really close over the past year, but like... In quarantine, almost. I mean, it's almost and been a And then a little year. bit before quarantine, but we met through like... The whole Lila, Layla, Lily group. Like, Delilah Slummer, Layla, Amy, Lily Rose. Like, that. Right. He was in that ethos, and I kind of was in that ethos. And then, like, we were around each other a few times, and I was like, 
You're actually the one that I want. Yeah. Not the stunning girls. I want like, Duke. These chicks are hot, but... But Duke got something. Duke's, Duke could really be a good buddy. <laughs> so then, now we're buddies. Big t- like, really big buddies. But, um... But, like, in another sense, I mean, yeah, just, like... I mean, I've had... I've had a hot girl summer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hasn't stopped you. Like, I was... I was very sexually active over the summer. Uh, it's just like, but then like the summer's over. <laughs> but and now it's winter time. But also the only reason I was even that active is because I had nothing else to do with my life because I was barely working. I noticed that you like talking about the sex life in my one podcast that had you that I listened to as preparation before I stopped and decided we were just going to rip and do our own thing. Yeah. Uh, You brought up, you like to talk about sex and your sex life, I feel like. Or maybe you asked someone else about it. Maybe not yours. I got asked about it. Are you pretty private when it comes to... I'm pretty private. I'm I'm private in the sense of, like, identities. I'm not going to reveal any, like, girls' names or anything, but, like, because that's none of anybody's business. That's true. But, like... I'm pretty open for the most part. As time goes by, like, I like to seed some of my, like, personal life on the internet. So then, like, some people that care can find it and, like, know about it. Versus, like, plastering it all over my own platforms to a bunch of people that might not give a shit. Are you someone who in the past has equated... I feel like you... I don't know if you date. I don't know this much about. I don't know if you date. I know you've had one kind of longer term relationship. Are you someone that like equates or this kind of anchors your happiness in being with a girl? Or are you? I feel like not at all. No. I, it's just a really nice addition. You can't hope for anybody to make you happy. That's that's like the but. Like if you're not happy alone, like. And you bring somebody into a relationship and you're unhappy, it's like, that's a recipe for disaster. But if you're pretty, like, I'm not, like, bouncing off the walls happy, but, like, I'm all right. There's a, still a lot of things I got to iron out. But I'm not looking for someone to, like, even though I just said it, I'm not looking for someone to actually, like, make me happy. Just somebody that, like, adds to your life. Just, like, makes me feel good. That's kind of, more. I feel like, how... The reason why Ben and I work, we had a crush on each other when I was, I don't know how he was, but we met in 2014 when I was down on my health, like I was not happy, uh, and we had a crush and it didn't didn't work. We hung out once a year. I, I've said this on here before. We hung out once a year for six years, and this year, I think, for whatever reason, it worked, and I think a lot of the reason that it does continue to work is that we and we acknowledge this with each other we would be so okay without each other like I'm good and he's good and in our relationship like we are so independent Mm. but we come together and we're just like you lift me up and support me and you're like my biggest cheerleader and I can tell like you criticize me and when I need to be when like aspects of what I'm doing need to be criticized and you like make me laugh like we add to each other's lives but I think um people have this misconception about relationships that like you need to be with someone that needs you or you need to need someone and that you like aspects of your life like won't be full until you have this other person yeah and it's just not true it's just 
It's just not true. And I feel silly <laughs> saying that. I think, like, obviously, I'm a big believer in age just being a number, but some of, of me feel silly saying kind of, like, giving relationship advice like that when I'm 24. But I think it is true. I think I think it's... um. You need to be good on your own before you can really be good for someone else. A hundred percent. And with someone else. Then maybe I'm not ready for a girlfriend, but... You don't feel totally good on your own? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Why I'd not? I'd like to think that I am, but, like, I just get, like, I get really into my own head and just, like, become angry. What does that look like for you? It happens to me, too, but I'm curious to I'm just know. Just, like, pissed. Just, like... Start to think everything sucks. In the yeah. world or in your life? Or about you or other people? Just everything in the world. I start to focus on all the negative shit. And, like, I have to, like, kind of change the way I think. In the moment or long term, do you feel that way? Or both, I guess. Both. Yeah. I want to just, like, have a better thought process that makes me, like, a better person. I'm not a, I'm not a bad person or anything. At all. I, I still live by a code. Like, I believe I have, like, ethics and, like, a certain level of, like, class and, like, you know, an understanding of, like, how to, like, care myself and, like, social situations. Like, I, like I'm, not, I'm, I'm not mean in any shape or form, I'd like to think. But, like, I'm just more mean to myself more than anyone. What parts of you like I guess what pillars of being a quote-unquote good person are most important to you not in terms of how other people see you but like what are the things that you really want to get right about yourself just having better moments by myself I think I get really discouraged sometimes just like just like being by myself I just like start to think about all the things that I didn't do all the things that I'm not doing versus all the things that I've done. A lot of people say, like, focus on your accomplishments and how you're going to, like, have more versus all the shit that you haven't done, right? So then I start to think about all the, like, bad decisions I make on a daily basis. But I think, like, I think, like, I'm, I'd like, I'm pretty self-destructive, but I like to also think that, like, there's a reason why people, like, are self-destructive and I think it's like knowing like having control over something that like could affect you but that's not like life or death hmm. it's like kind of like what keeps people alive like oh, I'm gonna do this this like I'm gonna consciously make the bad decision like even though it'll probably not end well like and it'll be fun for like two seconds or like it's like worth that you know that short little like if it's not, like, a crazy pivotal thing in your life, then, like, you, I always, like, consciously do the wrong thing. And then I'm, like, being, like, a martyr. So, I don't know. It's, like, super stupid because then, like, I hate myself for it. After you do it. Yeah. But I think it's the... But you have the moments before where you, you understand that it's a stupid decision. A hundred percent. What... It, does that mean, like, drugs or, like, girls or what does that mean for you? Because I have one of those and I know what it is for me. It's just, like, I mean, yeah, girls, drinking. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not doing it for the right reasons, I think. And, like, 
I mean, like, people would like to say, I mean, I would like, I mean, I consider myself one. It, it, it varies, but I do have, like, I am a sex addict, I think. A lot of my friends think I actually have a problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never been, I mean, I've, I've been dodging my shrink for, like, two years, but, like. That tends to happen when it's, when it's worse. I know, like, I have, like, it's another form of addiction. I haven't, I have, for the most part, part overcome it but I think for anyone with any sort of mental health disorder it's never really gone like sober people I think they while they're like abstinent from drugs or drinking they are they are drug addicts like you continue to have to work every day I have an eating disorder and like for me my thing I have many different facets of an eating disorder my thing was I'm not anorexic anymore and I've dealt with this aspect of it more recently than the anorexia part but I was bulimic for a long time and like still struggle yeah and that's a very sort of like active example of I'm at the only in high school when it started and I was receiving no education which this is a huge problem for me where I um I have a real problem with how we don't teach any kind of mental health in high school or middle school like no drug like very little education so when I was first started to be bulimic I was in 12th grade I didn't know what it was I was no I was in 11th grade I didn't know I had no idea I thought it was this like dirty habit I had I knew it was kind of wrong because it felt gross and wrong but I didn't know that it was like an addictive mental health disorder yeah uh and only then was I not before I did it kind of thinking about like this is a bad decision I'm gonna hate myself afterwards I've like in the last year had issues where I'm like I'll have a moment I'll think about it and I'm like I know I'm gonna feel terrible I'll be in pain I'll be depressed and uncomfortable and embarrassed and like my body is gonna physically ache and then there have been some times where I just do it anyway yeah and that's the part that's an addiction and I'm sure you've done this with or you've dealt with this with like sex where you think about it alcohol drugs like isn't it funny though what compels you to I think the difference between an addict and a non-addict is your ability to recognize you're first recognizing it as a dangerous and an addictive and bad toxic habit and then i think your inability to then uh avoid doing it and then those who can't avoid doing it yeah. i think i that's... try to avoid doing it but i'm not i'm not necessarily the best and like nor <laughs> somebody had made the argument like yeah but everybody like every guy's a sex addict like no like yes like everyone's horny but like not everybody's like it's just like and it's great because I think Rocky had like a moment like this too and then somebody was like yeah but like it's like and this sounds like a bit like not it sounds like pretty like conceited if you put it like that but like when you're in a position where it's easier to have sex with more people and especially people you want to have sex with like like you mean when you're like gorgeous (laughs) like it's a great privilege to sit in front of Luca. I just have Jesus to say, Christ, man. it's a really right. stunning human being. It's just like one you could like remotely hook up with anyone, and you understand. Not that. you can hook up with anyone you want. When you get that, <laughs> it's dangerous because then that's all you think of doing. Yeah. And like, inst- but quick internet with the internet, you just get fed all these beautiful people all day. Totally. And it's just like, then, you know, and you're sitting there just like, oh my God, these chicks are so hot. Yeah, it's like a sex it's like, marketplace. It's like, why is every girl so fucking attractive? This is not fair. 
And then, but then I just feel like a fucking, fucking trash person. But thank God I'm working again. Like, I've been, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say I've been taking it easy. It's been like two weeks since I've even, like, acted out. But I'm just saying, like, better than, I don't know. It's weird, though. It's like, I just want to be able to, like, be able to, like, be by myself and, like, appreciate, like, what I have and, like, the people around me and just, like, a woman. I mean, I, I ideally like, I don't know. I'm so, but you always want you always want what you can't have too. It's like I'll be like, I'll be sitting here like I want a girlfriend. And I'd have a girlfriend. I'll be like, dude, she sucks. But like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, like she doesn't suck. If I like, no girlfriend sucks. Like I wouldn't date somebody who sucks. But like, then you start making up all the thing. All the you start focusing on like why they suck versus like why they why they're sick. Mm. So it's like, you know. In, in theory, like, I want a girlfriend so I could stop acting like a complete maniac. But I should be able to stop acting like a complete maniac before. regardless. Yeah, you before don't want to have the girl be the be But then have I'm that job. also, like, I mean, I'm not not toxic is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not not toxic. Like, I'm a little, I'm a little, like. You know. Yeah. I'm a little twisted sometimes. And I pull funny moves. And like... Yeah, I don't know. I like... Do you meditate? No. Do you do anything that... To to actively help with your inner turmoil sometimes? Like, I'm a big journaler. I do it all the time. And even like, I'm not asking like... Do you do like energy work? Like I'm not asking like an LA question. I'm like, there are so many sort of like heavily marketed like self-help techniques and like journaling. Sure, everyone recommends journaling. For me though, like I've been doing it always. It helps me so much. And I actually have, being someone that like has like spent a lot of time reading about energy healing and like doing it and also does acupuncture, like all the things. I'm bad at maintaining a meditation practice. I don't, like, as much of, like, an L.A. girl as a lot of me, like, looks like and seems like, like, I'm not good at doing, like, maintaining a lot of that. And I like the idea of it, but I'm, in some ways, super healthy. In other ways, like, really manic and have addictive behavior and, like, problems happening, a lot of them in here. And what really helps me is journaling a ton. Like, really helps me. And, like, also my horseback riding. And that's not, like, a meditative practice but for me it is yeah do you have anything that like for you you believe like really helps you with the things that you deal with and kind of like quiets you a little and makes you feel grounded hmm i'd like to think so but then i'm not 100 percent. like i do things that like i don't know i've been taking more baths lately that's so good <laughs> i'll just like listen to like a miles davis record and smoke half a pack of cigarettes in the bathtub and like drink coffee in the bath it's weird like now when I wake up I wake up I order an apple juice and I order a coffee and I order a pack of parliaments and I run a bath that is extremely it's way too hot every time that's how I am but like somehow scolding my my somehow I I kind of like it and you get out like steaming right yeah 
And you look like you've been like burned by yeah, a fire. Yeah, your skin's mad red. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I like don't spend that much time alone. I'm somehow always with a person. Do you think you're codependent? Probably. It's funny because you're so... I feel like so much of who you are, at least for what I know, is so like independent. You're this independent guy. I mean, yeah, I don't need anybody for anything. Is like right, what it but then, down. but do you need people around? Maybe you think that, but then you do need people. What do you think? I think like I need people for my own like sanity. I think I'm super independent. Like, I don't, I don't need anybody. Like, you know, us. I do spend time by myself. Like. Where I just do the shit I need to do, you know? But, like, I always like to have someone around to, like, crack, hu- like, you know, crack good humor with or, like, vocalize how I feel and, like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you have, do you talk about, like, your mental health a lot with your friends? Or do you think it's more... We joke about it, yeah. You joke about it. Like, me and Duke, like, like do bits, and, like, we'll fuck, we'll joke about it. But, like, that's about it. Like. You're not going in. But, like, it's weird. Like, the way we joke about it, it's actually so, it's so open. Like, we're doing bits, and we put on these voices, but, like, we're being serious. Do you think it has to do with, and but this it's is, funny. this is so just, like, me being curious, uh, you being this kind of like male, like I hate to say, I actually don't hate to say this. You're like a male, like sex symbol. You're so mm. hot. You're so masculine. Am you're, I masculine? No, I don't think no, I'm well, like masculine. You're, like you that. are. Your energy is, but like you wear like feminine outfits sometimes. Yeah. Like I don't see, I'm just saying, I know you as being, I don't see you as like a hyper masculine dude, yeah. but I think, um, I think a lot of, your per- when it comes to um, I don't know one aspect of your personality like maybe the part that is super like uh, entangled in like a lot of women or all of that I think some part of you to me is like very much like t- t- like tied up in, in masculinity and I wonder if you see that not only for yourself but as like men in, in the world of like being public and being in fashion and being like hot guys and like on, on the scene do you think that part of that identity stops you from being able to have like more sort of like intimate, vulnerable conversations around shit you're dealing with? Like, do you feel a need to kind of like brush it off as like humor? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And the reason I always like answer with like a maybe or probably is because like I'm still figuring out my, I'm still figuring out my life. So I'm not like a hundred percent on anything you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's something it's like a it's like a conversation I'm always having with myself you know what I mean like that's what, worth something for sure what's what am like what's true and what's not true about any of this it's so hard to like decipher yeah. it's like yeah to a certain extent like you know living the way I live and doing the way you know all this other shit Definitely influences me to act a certain way sometimes and to do certain things. But then I also, I, I think I have my own personality and like the way I interact with the world is like 
relatively unique as far as I'm concerned. And but then I'm also like it it like I play into like a lot of like the sh- classic behavior. Yeah. Of like that kind of character. You yeah. know what I mean? Totally. Which I don't necessarily like find beneficial all the time. But it's fun. Like I don't you know what I mean? It's it's just like eventually it's like it gets it gets real old. Like like I miss like I miss like you know, I like miss like having someone to talk to about like my feelings and like how my day was and like not just venting but like having somebody that like resonates like somebody I could actually have a conversation with that's not like necessarily rooted in humor but it's what what's weird it's that like it's one of those things where it can't be with it can be with the same sex. What I'm just saying, it's easier to it's easier to be that person with some which which with whatever sex you're attracted to. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's easier for me to like trade that energy with like a girl than it is with my boy. Right. Like. I get it. But like with a girl that like you could actually you know what I mean like that does not that does not go for every girl. It has to be with like that. You know what I mean? And like me and my homies are like talk about it. And like uh, obviously uh, also me and Duke talk about like real shit all the time and like without doing a bit. But sometimes like if I like listen to us, we'll just like sit there and be all like dudes, but like, oh yeah, this fucking sucks, man. I can't believe it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd be like, oh man, I'm, I'm fucking freaking out, man. This, you know what I mean? Like, it's a bit too like, it's good because it's like, feels like we're getting something off our chest which is why you have your boys too but like and then like sometimes your homies could also like add things that like they know you and they understand you so like they say things that like you could take in but I don't know there's something about like a woman that like it's uh, like it's just a better way for me to open up to like I'm, sense. I'm only really vulnerable to like a someone I'm like really in love with or something. You know what I mean? I'm not vulnerable to like. Yeah, I'm vulnerable with people I love. But then, like the most vulnerable I ever am is like with like a loved one versus like a friend. You know? Yeah, so of it's course. Like, Makes sense. I think there's also something like. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's something, especially with, um, with men in talking to a woman. There's something maternal that yeah. causes you to to maybe feel more comfortable, yeah, and vulnerable. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Uh, to the self tape that I didn't like, so I deleted it. I'm gonna try again this weekend. I just wasn't in a mood for it. Mm. Just not in that headspace. Then I went to Celine, picked out some clothes. Then I came here. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Pretty happy. And I'm doing. I'm pretty happy. That's good. It's it's a you know it's a rare feeling these days, and for a lot of people. Well, thank you so much for speaking to me. 
for a pretty long time about all of this. Of course. It's nice to get to know you like this. I feel like we've had, I don't know, I think all of our moments have been pretty raw and honest throughout our friendship. I think we've had really great conversations and just really nice moments of connection as two humans, which can be rare. Um, but this has been really nice and I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know you in this way and being able to ask things, not just for the sake of it being my a podcast that I'm doing, but just yeah. as a friend that's curious. It's really nice. Love you, buddy. Love you too, buddy. We're going to have a great dinner. Yeah, it's good to high five the sauna. Oh yeah. Here. That wasn't the best one though. Let's do one more stronger. <laughs>